So you decide you're going to start a band. Oh, what kind of band? It's very uh, influenced by uh, Matchbox Twenty. <laughs> oh, Counting Crows, stuff like that. Oh man, just kind of like that era of of that kind of music. You know, just earnest lyrics. You're not ashamed. What's my band called? Uh, you're called the Western Wildebeests. <sighs> okay. Named after a very obscure novel written by a man named Donald Dickensian. <laughs> okay. Name like Dickensian had to go into writing, I guess. Yeah. It's not a very good novel, but it's kind of like, it's just, you know, just what you guys needed to uh, to name it, I guess. So, so you're kind of like uh, dedicating a lot of uh, your time to that. You're uh, singing. You've learned how to play the guitar, too. Okay. So you're playing like a rhythm guitar. Yeah. You got a drummer, uh, Dirt Dilgan. Dirt Dilgan? Yeah. Dirt is his nickname. His, his real name is uh, <laughs> Mud. <laughs> <laughs> there's a bass player his name is drew philbin and there's a dirt dilgan and drew philbin wait dirt dilgan sorry mud dirt dilgan yeah and his drew, first name is mud it's a family name and drew philbin yeah oh that's my drummer and bass player yeah and then your uh lead guitar player uh, is named uh, Grant Gilbin. Uh, so you guys are, are, are writing... Uh, Gilbin, Philbin, and Gilbin? It's just their last names. Yeah. What are we called? Uh, the Western... The Western Wildebeest. Wildebeest? Yeah. Oh, man, this sucks. No, it's rules. You're having the time of your life, dude. Okay, because this is an insane coincidence, do they know each other at all? Like beforehand? Yeah. No. <sighs> all right. You guys uh, met uh, because there was a, like this ad placed in the the newspaper. Yeah, and it's like I'm a cool dude. Uh, I'm looking to rock with some other you know cool dudes. You know maybe maybe that'll be the name of our band, the Cool Dudes. Huh? Nah, but seriously, I am trying to start a band. So meet me uh, behind the RBM Food Mart on Mainer Road at three o'clock. Today, you look down at your watch, 2.45. He placed a newspaper ad to go out on that specific day? Yes. Okay. So you're like, what the fuck? And so you see that, and you just think to yourself, like, man, I really loved playing a band, playing in a band when I was younger. You really kind of want to recapture some of that youthful spirit. You know oh, what I mean? No. So you, like, you're on a whim, you're like, fuck it. You go there, you park, you walk behind the RBM Food Mart at the exact same time as all those other guys. And you guys were like, whoa. And then uh, you guys start a band because of that. Uh, about a month later, you realize like, hey, which one of you guys placed that ad? And they were like, I thought you placed the ad. Yeah. Like, I thought you placed the ad. So you don't really know what that was about. But so uh, you're, you know, you're playing in this band. Thank God somebody placed that, that ad. Yeah. But every once in a while, you remember that the chill goes down your spine. I mean, I would just chalk it up to that guy. Maybe he maybe he already found a band, and this is like you have to run that ad for so many days. Maybe he yeah. just like missed it or got 
or just backed out. That makes a lot of sense why somebody would do that. Yeah. So you've been uh, playing uh, with them and uh, you've been writing your own originals and stuff. You've written a few. Uh, the one that the people are responding to the most is a, a song that you wrote called called I Like Biscuits. I like biscuits. Yes, I do. I like biscuits. How about you? And you uh, that's kind of like your big hit. That fucking sucks, Pat. That's the worst goddamn song. What? I like biscuits. I like biscuits. Yes, I do. I like biscuits. How about you? Holy shit, Pat. <laughs> you wrote it. I wrote it too? Yeah. You wrote the lyrics. You write all the lyrics. This fucking sucks. You consider your lyrics like as important as your children. I mean, you don't have any children. I'm a goddamn idiot. This is terrible. No, it's you know, it's kind of cool. So um, you uh, play, you guys have like a battle of bands, you know, and you're up against a couple different uh, groups. Um, you're up against a group called uh, Lavender and Cream. They're a fuel tribute yeah. act. Are they good? They fucking rock, dude. That's great. Like, you've seen them before and you're yeah. like, oh shit, these guys. There's a. They, uh, enter the, they entered a battle of the bands as a fuel tribute band. Yeah. <laughs> okay. That's fucking weird. It's a little odd, but it's whatever. Um, also, there's a uh, there's a band called uh, the Three Blind Men Who Love to Groove. The Three Blind Men Who Love to Groove. Yeah, they're like a like a soul act. Are they all blind? None of them are blind. What? Okay, that sounds shady I they mean, just thought it was weird like they just thought it was kind of a cool yeah name. it's very fucking weird because you're claiming a disability in a band name yeah but they don't like it's not like they, it's not like they come out and they're like pretending to be blind they come out and they're just like hey guys how are you and they wave they're, they're, they make their eyes like super wide just so they're like yeah we're not actually blind oh my god that sucks yeah and then there's also uh, a band called uh or it's a singer songwriter yeah his name is uh alvin parcheesi and he does like really like romantic ballads. Alvin Parcheesi? Yeah. He has a hit song uh, called. Uh, That's the worst name. You Break of My Heart. And he goes, You Break of My Heart. You Break of My Heart into Oh Baby. You Breaking My Heart. Um, it's not really your thing, but you can see why other people dig it. <laughs> That's Alvin Parcheesi? Yeah. God, that sucks. So you guys uh, play, and you guys are up last. Uh, Lavender and Cream goes up right before you. How do they do? They rock the house, Man. dude. They walk up. They don't even say hello. They don't even say. They don't even greet the audience. They just walk up, plug in, turn around, and they just start playing Shimmer, and everyone goes insane. Of course, they're like these guys are fucking rock stars, dude. Because like the other people who played like the. Three blind men who love to groove. Uh, they're not really like performers. They're, they're good singers and they're talented, but they're not like, they're not rock stars. You know what I'm, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. And uh, Alvin Parcheesi just, you know, he he kind of sucks. You know what I mean? Yeah. But Lavender and Cream are destroying that stage. Okay. They play for 15 minutes. The crowd is like cheering. Man. They get off the stage. They walk past you. They kind of look at you. The lead singer's like, all right, guys, have a good uh, Break a leg, guys. Have a good set. 
and you just think to yourself, yeah, thanks, asshole. You realize you said it out loud by accident? He's like, what? But anyway, so. That's aggressive. Yeah, well, you're pissed. Why am I pissed? Because they had a good set? Yeah, you want to win, dude. Yeah, but I wouldn't be mad at them. You'd think that, but here we are. I probably would be a little pissed if they're like a cover band. Yeah, you don't really get how that's allowed. Yeah. Um, you don't really understand why those guys can lie about being blind and Alvin Parcheesi just fucking sucks. So you're you have like an extra fire in your fucking. It's a real Molly Crew we got here. You got a fire in your gut, my friend. Oh man, I know, I've been there. I know that competitive spirit. DMC is a uh, Danny Goodwin. Yeah, how's he do? Uh, he does a set up top, uh, and then in between that, he just kind of introduces uh, the bands and yeah. Uh, he bombs real bad. Oh fuck, man! They're not they're not there for Danny. That's, Danny, that's, that's okay, yeah. that sucks. Um, so he's like, "All right, guys, well, please welcome your final act tonight, the Western Wildebeest." And then you just walk out. You grab that microphone, and you start, dude. And it's like you've never been so on as a performer. You feel like you're making eye contact with every single person in that room yeah you feel more you can feel the blood coursing through your veins yeah you can practically hear the electrons firing as you're up there just rocking out you're so totally in the moment yet somehow outside of it at the same time it goes by in a flash sure all you know is by the end of it, you guys stop playing. You stop playing uh, your last song. It's uh, called I'm a Oopsie Whoopsie Dreaming Boy. Oh, no. I'm an Oopsie Whoopsie Dreaming Boy. I'm an Oopsie Whoopsie Dreaming Boy. Yeah. This is a song that you wrote about uh, this figure that you sometimes see in your dreams. Uh, in a white room, and so you finish that it, and then sucks. It's, you finish it, and the last line of the of the song: "I always will be a noopsie whoopsie dreaming. Always will be no. a noopsie whoopsie dreaming. I was born to be a oopsie doopsie dreaming boy. Bounce better now, down. That it's dead silent. Fucking sucks so bad. It's silent." I yeah I in that imagine, fucking auditorium. I imagine it would be rightfully so. And for a second, you're like, "Oh no!" And then they fucking stand up and start clapping. These dude. people it's all have terrible taste. I'm a sorry. standing ovation. It's the first in that battle of the bands history. I'm an oopsie whoopsie dreaming boy. Well, that was your last song. Yeah, you played all your hits. That fucking sucks, Pat. That's yeah. somehow worse than I love biscuits. If you gave me a choice between the two, it's I Love Biscuits all day long. You have a, another song that you played? You were like, um, well, my brother's a vagabond. My cat can talk and my dog won't stop humping my leg. But every day I gotta wake up because I love to dance all day, everybody. It's a song about how I love to dance all day. Yeah, and it doesn't matter what's going on. Like, the dog's humping your leg. I'm just dancing. Yeah. Your brother ran away. You don't know what's going on with him. Man, that sucks. You just keep on dancing, you know? Pat, is this a joke to me? No. <laughs> this sounds like um, all 
That sounds like I'm making fun of an art form. No, dude, you like you're all in on it, and the crowd loved you. You got a standing ovation. Um, you ended up winning the battle of the bands. You all, you win uh, thirty five thousand dollars each. What the fuck? Why is it so? No taxes. Like, like the, the IRS cannot touch this money. Why? You get a Why feeling is... that they don't even want to touch this money. Why? If this if this was such a like a high value prize, why was it four shitty bands? Alvin Parcheesi? Yeah. Um, they didn't they're the only ones who signed up. Why? Um, just I guess people just weren't interested. You know, they, they don't and maybe uh, winning thirty five thousand dollars. No. And people saw Alvin Parcheesi was doing it and they were like, Oh, I'm better than this piece of shit. No. The other bands thought about it, but they were like, you know, we're not in this for the money. We're, we're just in this for the art. All right. Well, like if you guys want to be, you know, like capitalist swine or whatever, you go ahead, you know, oink, oink, you capitalist pig. 35 bitch. large, bitch. Yeah. Going to the bank. So you- uh, $35,000. Yeah. You decide to open up a bakery. You take that money. Uh, after that, you guys, the band decides, we, this is, there's no topping this. Let's just- Let's just go out on top. Oh, that's a terrible idea. I mean, it's a good idea. It's a good idea. You just think to yourself, like, yeah, I just don't. It's like, what? I'm, I'm going to be in a in a band the rest of my life. You know so what I, I mean? I take that money and open up a bakery? Yeah. It's called Stud Muffins. Oh, Pat. And what it is. Pat. What it is, is um, it's. Uh, I know what it is. It's a bakery. All. It's all male staff. And they're all. You know, larger gentlemen, fat guys or jack dudes, uh, fat men. Okay, uh, it go it, underneath stud muffins. It says the portliest bakery in town. That fucking sucks, dude. That no, sucks dude, so bad. Not at all. Because what happens is you like, you know, there's certain uh, part of this population that that is. They are buying what you are selling, my friend. So what happens is like, like sometimes like ladies come in, right? And they're like, oh, yeah, I'll have a, uh, you know, cinnamon roll or whatever. And you go, here you are, ma'am. And she pays you. Then she looks at you and she bites her knuckles. You know what I mean? Because she's so. Yeah. Turned on. Yeah. And she and and you just hear mutter. If I was 30 years younger. There's blood all over her knuckles. Christ, go to the doctor. Yeah. So. That lady's in her 60s. Yeah. But, you know, her mind's in the gutter. So it actually becomes pretty successful. You have like a, like a, like a list of like locals. You know what I mean? There's some people who are just like, yeah, I just like the, the stuff they bake. Like, Is it good stuff? It's great, dude. Okay, that's all I care about. It's really, really want. good. Yeah, that's, that, that's always been all you cared about. Like, like your thing about the whole portly uh, man thing, is, the portly boys you call yourselves. No, that's the name of the staff. Yeah, you call yourselves that. It's like tongue in cheek, you know what I mean? Like one of the guys that hurts his feelings, but like yeah, he's just Rob, like whatever. I see that. His name is Rob Rackle. Hard worker, but he's very sensitive. But the uh, but can I tell you something? Yeah, please. People are into it. Yeah. There's there's this dude who comes in every day to to just to like talk talk to him, you know what I mean? Seth Simmons. Is he buying stuff? 
there's something. What he wants to buy is not on the menu. Yeah, my friend. but is he purchasing anything from the Of bank? course. He okay. gets a coffee and he gets um, a blueberry muffin. Yeah. What's he, that set him back? Coffee and a muffin? Oh, coffee and a muffin? Uh, $6.66. <sighs> Why, Pat? Just with tax and, and stuff. And like, uh, he just like, well, he just goes, all right, thanks. See you later. And he looks over at Ron. He's like, hopefully, see you later too. And he's like, totally oblivious. He's like, yeah, I'll see you soon. Like, he's he's one of these guys where he, he has such a low self opinion of himself. He can't un, he can't understand the concept that someone else could love him for who he is. It's foreign has never even occurred to this guy. Man, so that like, sucks. Men, women, they come in. They're like, this guy is. Oh man, like if I had the courage to to talk to this guy. I'd ask him out in a second, you know? Yeah. But he just doesn't know. Yeah. That's terribly sad. So it's a pretty successful place. And um, you're kind of like starting to make some money, dude. Yeah. Um, you, It's one of these things where like you had enough money to invest and start and everything. So you actually are lucky enough that you're making money like within a month. You know That's what I mean? Astounding. Yeah. There are some horny people in the world, dude, and they love muffins. Yeah, I would guess that's a pretty sizable overlap on a Venn diagram. You um, you quit your job, like you just this is just your main. That's what job. I do? Yeah, it's just what you do. I'm like now when you say I'm the owner, am I like hands on? Am I like in there running? So the day you're, to day? you're you're not hands on in the sense of like micromanaging. Your thing is like you go in early and you help uh, bake stuff i'm putting and, in work yeah you put in work Great. and you kind of just cover all bases if they if during like the the rush they need people in the kitchen you're back there if it's yeah. like oh you know someone called out we need you to cover the register like you don't care you know it's your business so is this like is this like a bakery that has like a cafe no you have you have like simple coffee making machines and stuff like that so when you say like they're in a rush and they need help in the kitchen what are we making uh you're just making extra muffins and extra you know, slices of cake. So stuff I'm like, like baking that. all day. Yeah, dude. Okay. Like that's the demand. Okay. That is happening in stud muffins. There okay. are people, you literally, you're the only baker that has a rush. So that's like great for me. Yeah. You're fucking killing it. So again, so you kind of just cover what needs to be covered. Do, Kitchen, am, I, am I okay though? Am I like handling it or am I just, am I swamped and overwhelmed? Oh no. I mean, it's, it's stressful. Any service industry job is going to be stressful, but like yeah. you got a good team, man. And Good. you guys got each other's back. Good. You actually, um, you, your outfits are, uh, you wear like short shorts and you wear like a, um, just a jacket and no shirt underneath it. No way. And Absolutely not. On bad. the back, it says. Absolutely not. The portly boys Absolutely have each other's not. back. Absolutely not. That's your motto though. No. That's gotta be against, that's gotta be against fucking health code. Have a shirtless man, like cooking baking like that's got to be no that's against health. so code. it totally is but when the health inspector uh came by he took one look are you fucking kidding me we got Ron. a horny ass health inspector he looked at Ron and he just went whoa and then he kind of forgot what he was there for Larry the cable guy horny health inspector he was so turned on and he was like he just forgot what he was there for and he was like what are we what are we doing here and then like his like he was gone for so long that his boss came in She's like, what the hell is going on here? She looks over at Ron. She's like, what? Whoa, what? More like, what isn't going on over here? People love Ron. Is this like a like a magical quality? I mean, 
it's see, one of these things where you're just like, I just, you don't see it, but you understand that. Do I get it though? Like, it's not my thing, nope. but I get nope. it, or I just have no clue. Not at all. Makes no sense. Oh, that's that's frustrating. Yeah, and he just doesn't know. So <clears throat> you're kind of killing it, and then uh, one day across the street, you notice there's like a new building. Yeah. You kind of stick your head out the window. It's uh, 5.59 a.m. Yeah. The moon's still out. Okay. You look up at it. You wink at it. The wink's back. Fuck yeah. And you smell the most amazing smell you've ever, like, perceived. What is it? It's coming from that building across the street. You walk across the street. What's it smell like? It smells like a winter's morning by the fire. It smells like smoke? No, it's like coffee. Oh, like 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 cinnamon and yeah. nutmeg. And it is like a Christmas. It opens a memory that you don't even, you never even thought about this. You remember like being out in the woods. Yeah. With no idea how you got there. Okay. And the only thing that kind of kept you like from going insane with uh, fear, you heard like wolves and stuff like that. Yeah. Is uh, the feeling of that fire on that pale winter's day. So you walk uh, towards uh, the building and it's uh, a bakery. It says Lanolax Baked Treats. There's a competing bakery across the street directly across the street okay and you kind of look at it and like you're like yeah i mean it smells pretty good but you're like but you know what you're like i know that my team is good enough i know that my product is good enough i know that my team is good enough poorly boys yeah you mutter to yourself poorly boys got each other's backs that's the fucking worst thing i've ever heard you kind of like pull your jacket even closer you walk across the street. No one comes in the entire day. You look out the window. There's a line around the block for Lanolax baked treats. That fucking sucks. And you're like, well, whatever. It's their first day. They're probably like, people were just, you know, curious and stuff. Yeah. No one comes in the entire week. Well, that might break me. Yeah. And like, you look at their, your, their Yelp reviews and they're like, Someone writes, uh, they're like, their name is uh, Cindy uh, Moon Grabber. And she's uh, her, she goes, uh, she gets it six stars out of five somehow. She's like, I went here today. Normally, uh, I go to a certain place that will not be named across the street. Uh, but I got to say, fuck that place. Fuck that place in his ass because Lanolax Big Treats is where it's at. She goes, you know, the, the staff isn't as, you know, erotic, but the baked treats are all that counts, baby. Fuck you, Aaron. Well, that fucking sucks. Yeah. And like the reviews just start getting more and more personal. Like they start like insulting you and making fun of you for things that you couldn't, they couldn't possibly know about. Like about the time in uh, eighth grade where you, uh, as a joke, like farted in front of the whole class and they laughed so hard that you peed your pants because you got frightened. Man. 
and they make fun of you for that. And you're like, how the fuck could they possibly? That fucking sucks. Yeah. So within a month of having no revenue, you yeah. are down to your last dollar. Yeah. You've had to. You had to fire the Portly Boys. You couldn't afford to keep paying them. All of them? Yeah. That sucks. The next day you come into work, they're all inside setting up the place. You go, guys, I told you yesterday I had to fire you. They turn around. They go, Portly Boys got each other's backs. Goddamn, they meant it. They work for free, dude. But you feel bad. Yeah, I feel terrible. Yeah. You're closing up for the day again. Did come in? No, no one comes in. Except that one lady from before, she walks past, she looks at you, she bites her knuckle really hard. The old wounds open up again. Oh, lady. She walks away. But she doesn't even come in? No, she just wanted to look at you. So um, This is awful. Yeah, so you're closing up. Uh, you're about to uh, walk outside, and suddenly there's a, a knock on the outside door. What do you do? I look and see who it is. It's kind of dark out. You can just make out the, the, the shape of what appears to be like a tall man. What does that mean? It's a tall dude. You can't really tell exactly. I'd say I go and I wave and say we're closed. Then suddenly it's strange because uh, it's almost as if the clothes he's wearing like light up. What the fuck, man? And you notice that like there's all these eyes looking at you on this guy's like outfit. Yeah. And you kind of squint and you realize that they're uh, the eyes of uh, ravens. And you're like, what? And you kind of like look closer, and now that it's illuminated by the raven's eyes, you can see that standing in front of you in his uh, purple robe, officially sanctioned by the NFL, Yeah, holding his staff of infinite sorrows, mm-hmm. it's the Wizard of Baltimore. He goes, he's like, hey, can I come in, Aaron? He has the worst... Maryland accent you've ever heard in your life. I'm not going to let we're close. For a second, you forget where you are. That's how bad this guy's Jesus accent Christ. is. I, I, we're closed. I wouldn't let him in. He goes, Aaron, I'm here to help. He goes, can I just talk to you for a second? I see so you talking through the door. I'm not going to let you in or come back during business hours. How about that? He's like, when, are, when, when do you open tomorrow? I said, uh, look, uh, I'm going to be here at what, probably like 4 or 5 a.m.? He's like, it's way too early. I'm here right well, now. I'll be there throughout the day. I'm going home. I've had a terrible day. I've had a terrible week. Yeah. The only goes, oh, that's interesting. Is the poorly boys. And he goes, oh, yeah. And he goes, well, okay. I guess I'll talk to you right now. You blink, and he's just standing next to him. This is fucking bullshit. Yeah. And he goes, uh... He's like, all right, look, here's the deal. And again, I cannot stress to you how bad this guy's fucking accent is. It sounds, it's like your ears have turned on you. <clears throat> it's like you're being attacked from within. That's awful. He goes on uh, to tell you that uh, the Landlax Corporation, uh, they're driving out of business, obviously, but he can help. All you have to do is do one little thing for him. What's that? He, hold, he hands you, like, a key, and he goes, wear this around your neck. Don't ever take it off. What is it? He's like, it's just a key, hon. Uh, no. 
He goes, look, it's it's this involves forces you can't possibly understand. Just wear the key necklace, and I'll 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 help you out. Okay, fine. I'll wear the fucking key necklace. Anything that's gonna help me save Stud Muffins yeah. and the poorly boys. You take that uh that key from him. Yeah. There's like a chain coming out of it, you know. Yeah. Put it around my neck. You put it around your neck. I look at it first. It just looks like an old timey key. I'm not like a necklace guy. Yeah. Know? You're not, but I mean it looks like does it look like it's gonna be uncomfortable? No, it is it doesn't weigh hardly anything. Okay, fine. I put it on. You slip it around your neck, you yeah. feel that key press against your bare skin. I would probably keep it on the outside of my Nothing shirt. happens. Okay, oh oh you put it on the outside? He goes, you should probably keep it on the inside. I mean, you can try it on the outside if you want, but. Why should I keep it on the inside? He's like, I don't know. I mean, it just seems more like an inside necklace. You, know I mean? I mean, you can put it on the outside if you want. I'm sorry. I should, probably shouldn't have said anything. I would put it inside. Because now I feel paranoid. Yeah. He goes, all right, cool. And he's like, uh, well, pleasure doing business with you. I am a, a man of my word. He pulls out a, a, a can of Natty Bow beer. Mm-hmm. Drinks the whole entire thing. Yeah. The second the last drop comes out of that can into his mouth, he just disappears. The Danny Bow uh, can lands on the ground. You pick it up. It's full again, and it's sealed again. And you're like, that's a little weird. That's fucking insane, Pat. Yeah. The next day, uh, you come into work, and um, things feel different. It's almost like there's like a weird aura in the air, you know, for a second. Yeah. You kind of notice it, and you kind of blink, and it goes away. You go to work, it's like, you know, 4.30 in the morning. You get to work. All the portly boys are there. And uh, you kind of work and work and work. And you're not really paying attention. And you go, all right, well, I guess we should open. I don't see the point, though. You turn around, and uh, standing in front of your store is every single person in town. God damn. How many people is that? Several million. I can't possibly keep up with demand. And the, the, the you port- know what I mean? What am I gonna fucking do? How am I gonna get home, Pat? <coughs> there are several million people right outside my door, and they're ready. The portly boys all look at you. They go, "Sir, we won't let you down. We can do this." You no, go, you fucking, have you baked anything ever? It takes time. There's no way I can make several million pastries. It goes, it takes time, but it takes heart. Is Ron saying this? And he starts like crying a little bit. And he goes, and you have the biggest heart of any man I've ever met. I said, Ron, that's great. But we like just physically cannot make millions of pastries. Yeah. But he goes, but have you ever tried? He goes, hey, uh, Herbert, you better put on a second pot of coffee. So they open up and that um, sucks. This the people, all sucks. the people file in and you have no idea how you do this, but you feed several million people with the, uh, that's fucking stupid. Yeah. With all the big goods that you have. That's fucking idiotic, Pat. And people walk away satisfied. You're getting phone numbers left and right. What kind know? of stuff am I, what kind of stuff am I baking? Stuff you never, it never occurred to you make. You make a, like a crab muffin. Yeah. You make a gravy shake. All right. Well, hey, I thought you said the things I hadn't 
thought it before. People love it. Like, <coughs> at the end of the day, it's closing time. The last person in town. Time. You start playing that song. Yeah, dude. Just a little in joke. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think we all know it. Yeah, yeah. Um, the last guy comes in, and he goes, "Hey, name is a Denver Roscombe." And he goes, "You got anything left?" And you have one blueberry muffin left. He's like, "Oh, what a coincidence! That's what, that's what I was going to order." He pays for it, gives you a twenty dollar tip. He goes, God bless you for what you do. Walks out the uh, door. It gets covered by a bunch of food blogs. They're calling it um, the miracle in the bake shop. Yeah. Because you you fed several million people with just what you had there. Uh-huh. And uh, people are like freaking out about it a little bit yeah. all around the world. Uh, people start like flocking to uh, stud muffins. Yeah. Because like, this is where the miracle happened, right? And you're like. The miracle um, at the bake shop. Yeah, and you, you're like, you kind of feel uncomfortable with it. What would you say when people, when people ask you about it? I would say, yeah, that was my place. Stud muffins, and they're still like, open. They're like, well, wow, it's crazy. Modern miracle. Huh, that must make you God, or at least the son of God. And they just kind of laugh. No. I leave, that, I leave that conversation immediately. You leave, and you, you realize you actually left... Uh, your uh, keys at you. the uh, the store. So you like to stud muffins, and you're like, hum ba dum ba dum ba dum. And uh, you luckily you remember where you keep uh, the spare key to the uh, the inside. Yeah, it's in the back. Why'd you say it like that? It's just what you think of when you walk back there. You uh, walk uh, through uh, the back entrance. You close the door and turn on the light. And standing there is uh, this guy. He. Um, He's got like a like a clerical collar around his neck. Yeah. He's got like a like a like a priest robe on, uh-huh. you know. But it's but he has like this weird kind of armor on top of it. You okay. Know? This is terrifying. And uh, hanging from uh, his belt is uh, a lightsaber. Okay. He goes, "Hello, Aaron. I'm a uh, Benedict Orlando. I'm a Catholic battle priest." He goes. And you, my friend, are a false idol. I go, sir, I don't know. He chops your head off so Man, quickly. what the fuck? <laughs> I fed 7 million people. That means that like, even if, if, if like the homeless population came through, I fed all of them. And I didn't get any money for it, for sure. Yeah, I was doing good work. You inspired people to start like referring to you as God. I can't help what other people think of me. Your head flies through the air Fuck as this. the lightsaber cuts through it so smooth. It's like a knife going through butter, except the butter is liquid. You know what I mean? It's a knife swimming through butter. It's like Michael Phelps, except it's the lightsaber cutting through your neck. Your head goes flying through the air. Uh, the last thing, as we all know, uh, your if your head is uh, chopped off, uh, it's still alive for about a couple seconds. Uh, he takes, he whips out uh, his business card and flicks it. It lands in your open mouth. And uh, when the cops show up, uh, it just said they look at the business card like, "What the hell is this?" this sucks. And it's um, it's uh, his uh, name, Benedict Orlando, Catholic battle priest, this and it says his Instagram handle. 
uh, and they go to it, and it's just uh, photos of <laughs> Eucharists he's about to eat. That fucking sucks. But uh, you are dead. That's the worst thing. Yeah. The um, without you around, uh, Stud Muffins uh, falls apart. Of course it does. Without your leadership, the Portly Boys all go their separate ways. Yeah. Once a year, they uh, meet up together in the spot where Stud Muffins used to be. Yeah. What is it's it now? Like a, it's just a Starbucks. Okay. And every year, there's uh, always like one less of them. Yeah, man. Finally gets to uh, the last guy. He's uh, Now he's an old man. He's like 95. Yeah. Wheels up in his wheelchair. He says- uh, Starbucks has been there a long time. It's a pretty successful Starbucks. And he walk. He goes in like he wheels in, and he just goes, I have a cup of joe. And then she goes, here you go. And then she goes, can I offer you anything else? Maybe a blueberry muffin? He smiles, brings back memories, not all of them. Ones that he uh, wanted to see. Yeah. He takes uh, the cup of coffee, he tips uh, the barista. Wheels over to the uh, where the uh, kitchen would have been. Yeah. He drinks that cup of coffee. And he dies at peace. In the Starbucks. Yeah. Jesus Christ. But you had died like years earlier. You had been dead for a long time. Yeah. It's still fucking bleak, Pat. Jesus. Jesus. <laughs>